Mama. Mamon. Mom. Mommy. Mommy. This is Mother Mine. Reflections on our mothers and how they've shaped us. 23. Fruits. <laughs> well, believe me, what I remember most about my mom is her struggles. Struggles to find me an identity, as we call it. To give me a name. You know, in our society, for a male child, you had a voice, you had a name based on your male parent, your father. The father gave a child an identity. I don't have much memory of my mother before age six, but it is at age six that I have this <laughs> memory of my mom and my stepfather, actually them arguing. It was an argument that took the intervention of two policemen that came on two bicycles. So one policeman decided that my stepfather should carry him on one of the bicycles as they made their way back to the police station. <laughs> what followed is that my stepfather escaped and disappeared with the policeman's bicycle. <laughs> then I found out that, you know, he had stolen bags of rice. My mom was a business lady and sold them to one of my mom's friends. So I think right now I can really understand why my mom decided to take me to my grandparents to stay with them. So most of my schooling actually I did at my grandparents' place, that is her parents. And for me, the school was the most hostile environment at that particular moment. I always wanted to stay home with my caring grandma Bullying was real, and most of it was physical. Moreover, learners always had in their possession sharp tools like pangas. We carried them from home as the school system required us to spend some time working on our teachers' farms and cleaning the school compound. And that significantly contributed to the hostility of the school environment. It was the only government school in the entire village. Learners all were always having groups, and the groups were based on their clans or family group. And a father, like I said, was key at giving male kids their identity, that is home. So home was where your father was born. I did not belong because that was not my home. So I missed out on activities like that I loved most, like soccer, other childhood games like discussion groups, until what followed is loss of interest, and also being good at pretending to be okay when actually I was not. Of course, the search for identity, trying to belong, made me question those that I was staying with. Where is my father? Why is it that I don't have a father? Well, according to my grandmother, he passed on a few years after I was born and almost four years after him divorcing my mother and collecting back the dowry that he had paid. So my mother was out in the city trying to make ends meet and take care of all of us. That is my grandparents and me. So whenever she came, it was like Christmas. We had a good meal. I got new clothes and supplies. My grandparents settled almost all their debts. This is something beautiful, beautiful memory I have of my mom. So after some time, life at school became unbearable and I had to adapt and protect myself and find a way to fit in. So I became aggressive. I fought back and got hurt in the process. And my mother knew she had to do something about it. She took me with her the city and introduced me to another stepdad 
I was so, so happy. So I really think much of her when I realized how much she, you know, changed my life, got me from that misery of trying to feel him to now introduce him to somebody like a father figure, stepdad. I was really happy. At last I had some sense of belonging, a father, and hence a name. I got better at school. Everything seemed so well, and you we were all happy as a family until the year 2004 when my mother got sick. But still, well, my stepfather was there. So my stepfather took at the hostel far away and they lasted two weeks and came back when my mother got better. It took me time to realize that my mother had, well, a condition that explains why I'm the only child. She had an ectopic pregnancy and she lost, what? Her child that was supposedly my brother, I guess in the process of her surgery. And not only did she lose her child, she also lost her ability to ever give birth again. My mom suffered rejection from my stepfather, my stepfather's family. At first, my stepfather stayed true to her and took good care of her, but it was just a matter of time that all that changed. And uh, I think most of it is because of her being considered, you know, <laughs> fruitless or something. One reason for marriage was for procreation, but then she lost that ability. So to my stepdad's family, then she had no value as a wife, really. So my dad left us at home alone and remarried one of his mistresses, and we got a baby boy. And a baby boy in the society was like a gold. A baby boy was much value, had much value in the society. That was the true, true hair, right? And, you know, <laughs> I think he had much value than me because actually I wasn't a biological child. I really knew where my biological father came from, and I tried to retrace my roots, and I got my roots, and I went back there. But... She didn't like that. And that's when she explained to me that in our traditions, when somebody's married you and then comes back and pick the dowry, the only message they're communicating is that they'd have nothing to do with you. See, if they had nothing to do with her, maybe it's true they had nothing to do with me too. I think that might be. But that was really hard for me because, you know, that meant that I was rejected. How do you live your life knowing that you were rejected by your own people? So I remember my mom struggling to make ends meet. And I think she did that most of her life, actually. And she's still doing it. Only that now, I'm there to help. My mom always wanted me to be a teacher. She wanted to be a teacher herself, but the society did not prioritize education of girls, really, even did not even care much about girls going to school. Boys were given that much priority over their female counterparts. So she was schooled, likely up to seventh grade, but that was until the, her brother was 
old enough to go to school. You know, all resources that were supposed to educate her actually were directed to my uncle, that's her brother. And then her schooling stopped. Back when I was growing up, the only people that we could look up to in the society then were teachers. So she wanted me to be a teacher. And of course, when I looked around, I also wanted to be a teacher myself. Yes. And today, yes, I'm a teacher. I'm a high school teacher. Today, I'm a strong believer that girls should have access to quality education the same magnitude as their male counterparts, that's the boys. Yeah, and I think girls should get access to quality education that impart independent skills into them. Because I know that somehow because my mom could not really fed for herself sometimes that made her go through all those misery the hands of men who I supposedly called my stepfathers you know being married to thief that steals your own properties and sells to your friends you cannot imagine how that feels like so today I work with an organization called Beats for Education and our core mandate is to support the education of girls from vulnerable communities, communities that do still prioritize the education of boys over that of girls. And I leave this, I am married and I have kids and I'm committed to giving my girl the very best, just like I'm supposed to give my boy. I commit to making a change in society because of my mother. I am a good husband because of my mother. And I'm a teacher because of my mother. Thank you so much for listening to Mother Mine. I'd like to say a huge thank you to all of our contributors. If you'd like to submit your thoughts about your mother, we'd love to hear from you. Just visit ourmothersourselves.com. That's ourmothersourselves.com. Dot com and click on Mother Mind for details of how to participate. There will also be a link in the show notes. I'd like to say a huge thank you to each and every one of our Kickstarter backers. Your generous contributions have made Mother Mind possible, and I am so grateful. Mother Mind is created by me, Katie Semro, and produced in conjunction with Our Mothers Ourselves. Buenas noches, mi amor. Duerme bajo el rosal